punctuation marks. Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6, the Word of God says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's pray. Lord, help us as we turn to you now for insight. We need these eternal truths in our own lives. And Lord, we want to be blessed. We don't want to have the life of the ungodly, the reward of the ungodly, the, the terrible circumstances that fall upon them. Lord, we need all the blessing we can get, and I pray today that you would help us as a church and us as individuals to seek thy blessing. And Lord, teach us from your book how to be blessed. I pray that you'd save those that need saving, encourage those that are discouraged, strengthen the weak, help each one of us to be drawn close to you, and open the eyes of our hearts and souls so that we can behold wondrous things out of thy law. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, Psalm chapter 1 is a blessed passage of Scripture. It's amazing. As I was preparing for the, the message, I remembered a popular bumper sticker that we would see more often on cars than we would see today, but you'll still see it around every once in a while. This bumper sticker would describe the destination that someone wanted to get to and the links they would go to to try to get there. Uh, sometimes you would see it like this. These are some of the ones I remember seeing. California or bust. You ever seen one like that? I saw on one time, Las Vegas or bust? The Rockies or bust? Around here, Mount Washington or bust? Like Mount Washington or bust, what does that even mean? And these people were trying to tell you they were so intent on getting to their desired destination that they were all in. They were willing to go broke. They were willing to break down. They were willing to just lose it all if they didn't get to this place, uh, Mount Washington or bust. I've been to Mount Washington, but I didn't want to get busted to get there. You know, I've, I didn't have that much of a desire. I was also remembering decades ago, I knew of a, a preacher who wanted to start a church out west in California. It was just him and his wife. They had the car 
filled up with everything they owned, and they only had so much money. They drove as far as they could, and they ran out of gas and got stranded in a town. Well, they decided that that was God trying to talk to them, and so they decided they were going to start a church in the town where they ran out of gas. And that church grew to be a strong, wonderful church that I believe is still going on strong today. Now, that's what you call or bust, right? I'm going there or bust. And would to God that Christians should seek the blessing of the Almighty with such commitment. Give me a bump, bumper sticker that says, the blessing of God or bust. Well, the truth is, without the blessing of God, we are busted. Without the blessing of God, it, it doesn't work. In Scripture today, in Psalm chapter 1, we find a blessed or bust situation. God declares that some people are going to be blessed while others will be broken. And the difference has nothing to do with good intentions or cute slogans or catchy bumper stickers. Psalm chapter 1 tells us that our decisions will determine our destiny. The choices you and I make today and tomorrow and the next day will decide whether we are one of the blessed or whether we are one of the busted or broken. Psalm chapter 1 describes two roads with vastly different destinations. See, in the, in the Mount Washington or bus scenario, you think, well, I'm just heading down this road. I'm going to do everything I can to make it, but if I don't, that's not the, the picture God paints for us. See, some people today, they think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rich or bust myself trying. I'm going to get famous or bust. I'm going to give it everything I have. I'm going to die trying. <clears throat> I'm going to do this or I'm going to die trying. That's not the life the Bible describes. The Bible pictures it more as a fork in the road. So imagine you are walking down this path in your life and you come to a fork in the road one veers off to the right the other veers off to the left and maybe you don't know which way is which but there's a massive sign written with the finger of god that says if you go this way you'll be blessed but if you go that way you'll be broken I think most of us, in our right minds, we would choose the path of blessing, wouldn't we? I mean, who doesn't want to be blessed? Who wants to be broken? Furthermore, when you understand what this means to be blessed and what it means to be broken or have your life busted, it makes us want to choose the right path all the more. What does it mean to be blessed? We talked about this uh, last week, blessed means that God Almighty expresses His favor with the increase of power, protection, abundance, and or joy. How many of you would like to have more power? And I'm not talking about power over people. I'm talking about power with God, power to, to do the things that you wish you could do, power to become everything that God intended you to become. What about the uh, abundance? How many of us, we, you go to the groceries and, and it's, your, your brain just 
just shudders at the the idea of, of how much things cost and how many of you have a bill coming this month and you're like, I don't know how to pay it. How many are behind on this bill or that bill? We could use some increase of abundance. What about protection? As the world gets crazier, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my marriage? What's going to happen to my job? What if God Almighty said, I'm going to supernaturally protect you and your family and your situation? That's called blessing. What about joy? Joy is gladness from God that's not dependent upon your circumstances. Where you can have a genuine, sincere smile and go through life no matter what's going on around you. You go through life with the calm assurance and gladness from God that everything's okay. The old statement says that sometimes Jesus calms the storm. And sometimes Jesus calms his child in the midst of the storm. Would you like some of that? I know I would. That's what I need. That is blessing. Blessed is the man, Psalm chapter 1 says. Blessed. I want to be blessed. But the Bible also says in verse number 4, the ungodly are not so. The ungodly. Unmeaning not, and the suffix ly meaning like. So these are the people not like God. The ungodly are simply the people not like God. They don't care what God wants. They don't care what God says. They're going to do their own thing. They don't want to live like God. They don't care what the Bible says. They don't want to go to church. They don't care about Jesus. They, they are the ungodly. They are choosing to live their own lives, going their own way. The Bible calls them the ungodly. So in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, we have blessed is the man. Psalm chapter 1, verse 4, the ungodly are not so. They are not blessed. What are they? They are broken. So we have the path of the blessed, the path of the broken. What do these two paths look like? Psalm chapter 1 tells us what the path of the blessed looks like. Look at verse 3. And he, that's the blessed man, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The tree speaks of stability. Imagine the tree, the mighty oak, with its, its roots going down so deep it can weather any storm. It speaks of strength and stability. Planted by the rivers of water speak about that constant abundance, that blessing of God making sure this strong, stable tree always has what it needs to not just survive, but to thrive. And that's what we see next in the verse. It says in this, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Oh, so this isn't an oak tree. This is a fruit tree, which is even much better. I don't eat acorns, but I like apples. I like peaches. I like all that stuff. I like fresh lemons and fresh limes. And, and imagine that tree, that strong, stable tree with a never-ending abundance of water and everything it needs. And it is fruitful. It is abundant. Let me encourage you folks. If you haven't figured out life yet, one of the things that makes life worth living is this idea that your life has meaning. That your life is accomplishing something. 
There's no meaning in just going to work every day, clocking in, clocking out, picking up, uh, picking up the house, cooking food, mowing the grass, all of this stuff. After a while, you begin to realize, what is this all about? Why am I here? God says, oh, I've got fruit for you. And it's his fruit. It's his special fruit. God has made each one of you to accomplish very special and specific things in this life. But you can only do that if you are the blessed man walking the path of the righteous. Oh, but it gets even better. Who's this blessed man? Look back at verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. What's that? That's protection. That's protection. In the backyard of the house in front of us, there used to be this beautiful tree. And I would go out on my small porch, and I just loved looking at this tree. It had one of the most beautiful canopies on it I've ever seen. Big, big, massive tree, this beautiful canopy. And for the first several years we lived at the parsonage, it, it was just, I'd walk out on my porch, and oftentimes I'll grab a cup of coffee in the morning. I always try to just step out on the front porch, even if it's just for in the winter. It might be for 10 or 15 seconds. In the summer, it might be for several minutes. Just to step out on my porch, feel the wind on my face, breathe in that fresh air, and I would always look at that tree and be like, that is a beautiful tree. That tree ended up getting some tree disease. I don't know which one. I'm not a tree doctor. Within two years, it was cut down. Two years. After one year, it's like, wow, what's wrong with the tree? This, the canopy, the leaves were withering and dying. The branches were becoming bare. It was starting to look like a skeleton in places. And the next year, it had to be cut down. See, that's what happens without the blessing. Just because you are blessed today, just because you are in a good place today, doesn't mean you always will be. The blessing of God says, I can make it so your leaf doesn't wither. Supernatural protection. Oh, but it gets even better. The last phrase is the last part. Look at the last line of Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. Say it with me. Ready? And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Did you just get what that said? Whatsoever means anything, whatever. Prosper, prosperity, success. How many of us in here, we long to be successful? I'm not, I'm not talking about even, even not just for the money or the fame, just, just so we can feel like, man, I'm accomplishing something, I'm, I'm doing something, I'm growing, I'm, my life matters, I'm making a difference. Maybe it's so you can provide for the family. You've, you've got the the money and the means to provide for the family. Maybe you just keep trying things and you're beating your head against the wall and it's like you're always just failing. You're always just running up against a wall. It never works out right. This is what the blessing of God is, dear friend. God says, I have the ability to bless you in such a way that you are strong and stable like this tree. You have never-ending abundance of what you need. You have fruit in this life of accomplishment. Your leaf will not wither. You'll be protected. And whatever you put your hand to will prosper. Wow. 
Wow. How many would you like your marriage to prosper? Marriage is tough. It's not always easy. It's difficult. What if God says, I can make your marriage to prosper? Raising kids can be hard. A lot of challenges. What if God says, I can step in and help your family and your child rearing to prosper? Your career. Maybe you hate your job. Maybe you're just not making enough money. Maybe it's all these other things. But God says, I can step into that and I can make it prosper. Fill in the blank. And whatsoever means whatsoever. God has the ability to move in your life in such a way that it's like the Midas touch. Everything turns to gold. Wait a minute. One thing you'll find later in that is when you're walking the blessed path, you stop trying so much to do what you want. And as your heart gets deeper and closer to God, you want to do what He wants. And that's when the blessing comes. If I said, I want to be the best drug dealer in South Kingstown, I doubt God would bless my efforts. Right? What if I said, I want to be the best husband I can be? My parents were divorced when I was three. I'd, I didn't have a lot of good role models, and it wasn't because they were bad people. They just didn't know any better themselves. But I want to be a better husband. I want to be the best husband I can be. And God says, Oh, I can help you with that. I didn't have a relationship with my father that I wanted. I got to see him every other weekend for my whole growing up years. And I've said from before I even had kids, God, I want to I be the best father I can be. And God says, oh, I can help you with that. I want to be a better man. God says, I can help you with that. See, the path of the blessed well, I tell you, friend, wherever you're starting at today, whatever stage of life you're in, whether you're at the beginning of it or closer to the end than the beginning, if you choose to walk the path of the blessed, there are wonderful benefits awaiting you. We're standing at this Y in the road of life. Sign written with the finger of God says, path of the blessed this way. the same hand written with the finger of God says the path of the ungodly path of the broken now on this path you get to do whatever you want there's no God telling you what to do there's no accountability in the beginning you're you can do it all man it's all, it's all about pride it's all about rebellion it's all about what you want what how you feel what you need and that road starts off pretty smooth until you top that first hill and you find out that it is just a quick, fast road to destruction. Look what it says in verse 4. This is the, the Lord describes the broken. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. What's chaff? That's not a word we hear a lot about. Wheat has been an important crop in human history. And what they would do, they would 
gather in the wheat and the wheat the usable part of the wheat has this hard little casing on it called chaff and they would have to beat the wheat they would beat it and beat it and beat it to get it separated from the usable part the chaff and then what they would do often in Bible times is they would have it in a basket or a blanket and they would just throw up the wheat and the chaff together in these baskets and blankets and the wheat the usable meat of the wheat was heavy enough to fall down but as they bounced it up and down the chaff would get picked up by the wind and taken off the blanket or the basket and separated from the wheat you get the picture here the Bible says that the the blessed are like a tree planted by the rivers of water which bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away you see the wording there the chaff talks about beating the beatings of life the chaff talks about tossing up and down feeling like your life is just on a roller coaster the wind driving it that doesn't sound like a very pleasant situation and dear friend would you rather be the tree planted by the rivers of water fruitful safe or would you rather be the chaff which the wind driveth away? I think all of us in our right mind would say, I want to be the tree. Why then do so many people choose the chaff? Why do they choose the way of the ungodly? There's a lot of reasons for that, but part of it is the way of the ungodly. Satan always makes promises up front but he's a liar and you find out that he's not going to keep his promises so satan promises you pain and or promises you pleasure but actually delivers pain and suffering god tells you that you're going to suffer but promises you pleasure and blessing And the immature person, the foolish person, would say, well, I'll, I'll take the pleasure, please. But didn't Jesus say, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. See, that comes before John 14. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus says you're going to have some pain in this life, but if you choose to follow me in spite of your pain and suffering, you will be blessed in this life and the next. And Satan says you can do what you want, when you want, how you want, and nobody can tell you any different. But all you get is pain and suffering in this life and in the next. But we're standing at this why in the road sign written with the finger of God path of the blessed path of the broken maybe you say here with me today I want to take some steps on that path of the blessed amen how many are with me I want to take some steps on that path of the blessed well God tells us exactly how to do that an old proverb says the 
not a Bible proverb, but a, an old proverb says, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. If you want to get on the path of the blessed, God says, I want you to take some steps down this path. Our scripture, Psalm chapter 1, gives us three steps to take on this path. I'll give them to you quickly today. They're self-evident, but you have to understand the, the importance of them so that we can walk the blessed path of the righteous. What are these three steps? Number one, discern the wrong crowd. Discern the wrong crowd. If you want to walk in the steps of the blessed, then you have to be able to tell who's not walking that path. Look what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of what? The ungodly. So God says, listen, your first step is I'm going to tell you what not to do. If you want to be blessed, don't do this. And sometimes in life we get stuck and we don't know what to do, but we often know what we shouldn't do. So we can start there. And God says, don't do this. Number one, don't walk in the counsel of the, of the ungodly. What's the counsel of the ungodly? That's telling us stop taking advice from people who don't think like God. Why are you taking advice from people that don't think like God? It always amazes me. Somebody's marriage is blowing up, so they talk to someone at work whose marriage is blowing up, and they take advice from the divorce guy about the marriage, and it's like, what? What's happening? They, they take advice from the people who obviously have not had the, the experience or the understanding. Listen, if I'm, if I'm fat and overweight, thank you very much, you probably don't want to take too much health advice from me. Eat three donuts and call me in the morning. Right? That's my advice. Have a donut, or have a donuts for lunch, hot dogs for, for, or donuts for breakfast, hot dogs for lunch, and whatever you want for dinner. Start with dessert, though. I always say eat dessert first, Jesus is coming. I mean, that's... But I wonder how many trainers would agree with me. Stop listening to the people that don't think like God. Why? Because they'll lead you wrong every time. You can write this verse down. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. God says, if you walk with fools, you'll be like one. Stop listening to the people who don't think like God. And by the way, that's most people. Then he goes on to say, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. What's the way of sinners? This is, speaks of the road of sinners. It talks about their course of life. Don't hang out with sinners. Don't spend times in the places where sinners sin. Years ago, I was helping a man. Uh, he was an alcoholic, and we, we had him to, uh, he came to me. His life's blowing up. He needed help, and, and so we gave him some help, and, and he stopped drinking. And praise God, God gave him some victory. But then he said, well, you know, my friends hang out at the bar, so I'm, I'm not going to drink, but I'm just going to go sit at the bar with them and chat. He said, hey, they got great peanuts. That's what he said to me. Let's go there for the nuts. They got great nuts. Next thing you know, he comes in a couple weeks, a, a couple weeks later for a counseling session. He said, hey, I figured out I can drink O'Doul's. It's non-alcoholic beer. 
He said, I, he said I'm, I'm still sober. But which steps is he taking down which road? It wasn't too much longer before he's back at the bottle. If you, want, if you don't want to drink, don't hang out at the bar. If you don't want to be immoral, don't go to immoral places. Don't watch immoral things. If you want to be righteous, spend time in the way of the righteous, not in the way of sinners. Look at what the verse says next. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now, who's the scornful? Scorning in the Bible is the most severe form of judgment. A scorner is someone who says, I know better than you. They look down their nose at you, and they become judge and jury of everybody around them. It's one thing to be critical occasionally. It's another thing just to constantly feel like you know everything and everybody else is wrong and you would do it better and it's what she should have done, it's what he should have done, here's what I do, they're stupid. They're a scorner. And the Bible says whatever you do, don't take a seat in that seat of judgment. Now notice the progression of sin. First the man's just walking in the counsel of the ungodly. He's, just, he's, he's still walking, but he's listening to the wrong people. Then he stops walking and he stands in the way of the, sin, of the sinners. And it's not too long, he sits. When you sit, you plan on staying a while. Right? And so you see the progression. The longer you walk down this path of brokenness, the longer you will stay. You'll start just walking. Next thing you know, you're, you're standing. Next thing you know, you're sitting. And God says, listen, step number one on the path of the blessed is discern the wrong crowd. Stop hanging out with people that are going to lead you the wrong way. Stop listening to people that are going to lead you the wrong way. One of the most important things you can do when God starts working in your life is stop hanging around with the people that are a bad influence on you. In Bible college, I had a friend. This is in Bible college. In Bible college, I had a friend. He was saved, I was saved. He was a good guy. I thought I was a good guy. But for some reason, when we got together, our flesh loved each other. And man, the old shows and the old jokes and the old songs and the old this and the old that. And next thing you know, it wasn't anything terrible from the world's point of view, but it's just we were a bad influence on each other. So this guy in Bible college, we're both going to be preachers. I had to look at him one day and say, we need to be friends from far away. Because you're not a bad guy. I'm, I'm not trying to be a bad guy. But for some reason, when we get together, we don't help each other. You understand what I'm saying? You've got people in your life that are not helping you. You can love them. You can appreciate them. Sometimes you have to do it from a distance so they don't pull you down into the same old mess. I promise you, the people that get you to the level of brokenness usually won't be there to help put you back together. Usually when all of them are gone, it's someone like me or someone in this church who's there to help put the pieces back together. And we're happy to do it. But why go there if you don't have to? Amen? So number one, discern, discern the wrong crowd. Number two, delight in the law of the Lord. Look at Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. The law of the Lord can be taken to mean as the whole of revealed Scripture. We would call it the Bible. 
Do you delight in the Bible? Do you delight in the Bible? Can we be honest? There are a lot of Christians that don't delight in the Bible. It's boring. It's boring to read the Bible. Talking to one of my kids uh, who's a reader, and she said, you know, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was trying to tell her that the Bible, there's all kinds of stuff in the Bible. You want drama. You want some, there's stuff going on in the Bible. And she started to name some things, and I'm like, yeah, there is. Is there's more there's more drama going on in the Bible than any book I've ever read. There is. See, the problem's not with the book, the problem's with my heart. And so we need to change our mind about the Bible. If you feel like that the Bible is just a, a list of rules, then you've got the wrong idea of the Bible. I never read the IRS code and go, man, I love reading this. <laughs> it's just, this thrills my heart. And you're not going to love the Bible when you look at it, oh, thou shalt, thou shalt not, thou shalt. No, no, that, that's the exact wrong way to look at it if you want to be blessed. Those who delight in the law of the Lord. Delight means to take pleasure in, to desire it, desire reading the Bible, desire preaching is God's method to to take what's in the Bible and further explain it so we can understand it and internalize it. Man, if, if you hate preaching, then you've got a problem with the Bible. If you hate reading the Bible, listening to the Bible, you've got a problem with the Bible. And God says you will not be blessed if you've got a problem with this book. This book is one of the keys to blessing. So Psalm chapter 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Psalm 119, 18, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. James chapter 1, verse 25, calls the Bible the perfect law of liberty. How you think about the Bible is going to determine how you interact with the Bible, and that's going to determine the blessing on your life. This book is an incredible gift from God. Every time I hold it, just hold it right there in your hands for a minute. Look at your Bible. This book is eternal. This book is the inspired, preserved Word of God. Countless tyrants have tried to destroy it. They've burned it. They've killed people for reading it. There are places in the world today where you could get murdered in front of crowds of people cheering simply for having a page of this in your hand or an app on your phone. And yet no matter what the devil does, no matter what the world does, this book endures. It is the supernatural book of God. And it changed my life. And it'll change your life. You take delight in it. Thank you, God, for the word. Now, sometimes you got to say, God, I don't understand much of it. That's okay. I don't know how my digestive system works, but I still like eating. Amen. The Bible says, the Bible says, take this as spiritual food. I don't need to understand how it all works, but I like the taste of it. Delight in the word. Meditate. One of the ways we delight is to meditate. That means think about God's Word when you're not reading it and when you're not listening to preaching. Choose to think about it in your spare time. Do you choose to think about God's Word in your spare time? As God says, oh, that makes me happy. And that's how we delight in the, world, the Word as we finish up this blessed path Discern the wrong crowd. Number two, delight in the law of the Lord. Number three, 
decide to follow the Lord daily. Look at Psalm chapter 1, verse 6. The law, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The broken path of the ungodly begins with a single step of rebellious disobedience, and it ends with suffering in this life and eternal death in the next. Notice the Bible says, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You want to know how not to perish? Let me quote a verse for you. John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You might find yourself today on the broken road. Wow. I've been walking this road. No wonder, no wonder life's been tough. No wonder I can't get my feet under me. No wonder I've got this hole in my heart. No wonder we've been struggling. And I'm not that bad yet, but boy, I can see where this, the possibility of this thing going. And man, I, I want to get off this road. The first way you get off the road is you need to say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. You need to admit that you have committed sins that are justly punishable by a holy God and you turn to God and say God I realize the Bible says you love me you say that your son Jesus Christ the sinless son of God died on the cross to pay for my sin was buried and rose again and Lord I'm choosing today to believe in Jesus I'm asking you to take all of my sins and forgive me of my sins, not because I deserve it, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. And the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if they're exercising heart faith in the Lord. The first thing you need to do to get off that road of destruction is to put your faith in the Lord. The next step is just go back to Psalm chapter 1. Blessed is the man walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Good place to start. Then what do we do? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Is that what you want? As we end today, we're proverbially standing at this Y in the road. You have to take one path or the other. You can't go back. You can't stay still. I encourage everybody today to say, by the grace of God, with God's help, I want to be that blessed man. I need my family to be blessed. I need my life to be blessed. I need all the blessing I can get. Would you take that step with me down the blessed road? Blessed or broken? Let's choose blessing today. Father, thank you for the truth that we've heard. And I pray that you'd help us to walk the path of blessing. That, Lord, you'd help us to be able to discern the wrong crowd. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's hurting us. 
Sometimes it's easy. Help us to discern the wrong crowd. Make the proper adjustments. Help us to delight in the law of the Lord. Make your word something that we desire, we look forward to, we appreciate, we think about in our spare time. Lord, help us decide to follow you daily. Our heads about our eyes are closed. At the end of each of our services, we take a few moments of <clears throat> reflection and response. Anytime you hear the word of God, it's good to take a minute and think about what you heard. What part spoke to you? Did any part jump out? Did any part kind of hit you differently? That's probably the area that God wants you to pay attention to. And then to respond to it. What are we going to do about it? Maybe you're not saved. You'd like to know for sure how you're going to heaven. We'd love to take a Bible and show you how you can know. Maybe you, you'd say, hey, I've been on the wrong path and I need to get this thing right. Whether you've taken a few steps down the road or you're far down the road, you can make a change today by God's grace. Or maybe you just say, I want to I get on that path of the blessed. And I want to stay there. God will help you do it. In just a moment, we're going to stand. The piano will play. Christians will be invited to come and